0: Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossin, your MLA for Cumberland North, and I'm here today to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, January 17th, 2022. My mission as member of the Legislative Assembly for Cumberland North is to help rebuild Cumberland North together with you and i say with you because i cannot do it alone yes you've elected myself and other people and municipal governments and federal to work to strengthen our area here in cumberland north cumberland county and beyond but we need you to work with us so together building on a foundation of truth and justice determination and dedication servant leadership honesty and empowering all people, every single person that lives within our communities, we will build on the pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our mother earth, and entrepreneurship and business. So that is my goal. That is my mission and my purpose that I strive to achieve for you each and every day as your MLA. This last week, uh, we worked on many issues, and I say we because I have incredible staff at my MLA office, Dan Gould as my constituency assistant and Kate Saxton as my legislative assistant. And together, we are working for you. So some of the issues that we worked on last week were around hospitals and uh, all of the bed closures that we currently have due to lack of staff as well as effects of uh, COVID-19 virus. Uh, cancellation of surgeries last week and lack of nursing staff as well as primary care family physicians and nurse practitioners, lack of ambulances, school closures, COVID testing vaccines, uh, public health rules and restrictions, thyshing chinecto- isthmus, uh, storms affecting roads and power. So those were just some of the issues that I worked on specifically last week and through in and out of those issues I worked on a uh, on preparing letters for each cabinet minister, for each government department to share and communicate the sort of needs and wants of you, the people here in Cumberland North with our provincial government and I'm going to continue to work work on that and that is in preparation for uh, the budget as well as uh, the spring sitting of the legislature. So today I'll just talk for a couple of minutes about each of the issues that I worked on last week just so you have uh, a clearer idea, and so regarding hospitals, our hospital, um, the, I guess the hospital in Pugwash is continuing. There's new construction there, continuing with uh, with the new hospital. And here in outside of Amherst in Napan, we have the Cumberland County Regional Healthcare Center, and unfortunately, we have had significant bed closures um, at the regional hospital, not unlike every other hospital in Nova Scotia uh due to first of all shortage of nurses specifically registered nurses but also bed closures due to staff being out sick with covid-19 uh either they are have been exposed to the virus and or have the the uh, actual infection so it's really resulted in, in a lot of bed closures the medical surgical unit had been combined as well, um, the, the maternity unit had been affected, but thankfully it is it is back open and, and running efficiently. But last week, the provincial government made an announcement that all hospitals, every single one in the province of Nova Scotia, was canceling some elective surgeries and day surgeries. And uh, although I have not communicated this yet directly with government, uh, it is I was disappointed to see that, and I'll tell you why one of the things that this current government ran on was for healthcare was to have more local decision making and to move away from this centralized decision making so for example um, you know our hospital there's you know it's questionable did we have to cancel day surgeries and elective surgeries were our surgeons and anesthetists consulted with the decision and the answer is no so not every hospital uh, needs to be, have the exact same rules and restrictions. Uh, it should be, there should be local decision-making, local input into decisions that are affecting the people of that area. And especially our healthcare professionals should be directly involved um, in that decision-making. So that is something I will be uh, requesting um, of of the Department of Health and Wellness is to include our local uh surgical department, uh, staff and physicians into these decisions, because, uh, you know, the reality is you as patients are being affected by these, these decisions, but so also, so are the physicians that, um, you know, eagerly want to complete surgeries that in many cases, uh, affect, um, life expectancy. So very important issue there. The, um, There's still obviously a lack of family physicians. Uh, there, there is a system though set up, which I'm really happy to share with you for anyone that does not have a family physician. You call 811, get on the list of people needing a family physician, but there's also a phone number that you can call and get an appointment for, and it'll likely be over the phone, but some of them may be in person. Um, and it's for anyone that does not have a family doctor. And so we call that an orphan, orphan patient. And as well, some people are being referred to. It's called MAPLE, which is a virtual health care service. So if you do not have a family doctor, I would like you to call this phone number and you should be given an appointment. 1-855-597-2420. And you can call that number Monday through Friday, 9 to 12. So that means only in the morning. Um, but, but if you do not have a family physician, and if you have not had an appointment in at least a year, you really should call that number and have an appointment with a physician to talk about any potential medical concerns, if there's any screening blood work or any, um, any specific screening tests that you should be having done based on your family history. It's really important that you take care of your health. So I'll read that number again if, if anyone wanted to grab a pen and paper this again is the phone number for anyone that does not have a family physician Um, you can book an appointment with a primary care provider so that that means a family physician or a nurse practitioner who is basically doing extra work to help help um, everyone out right now and that phone number is 1-855-597-2420 and then i will let you know um, in addition to that, there is a group of local business women and men who have formed a society and they're working together actively on creating a turnkey medical office space. To, and that is it. The whole purpose behind that is to help to recruit new physicians to our area. And I do have personal experience with that. My very, very first business back in 1999, I started a company called East Coast Holistic Health Limited, and it was. A business to help try and recruit physicians to Amherst because we were in such desperate need and selfishly I wanted to try to find physicians um, to, to help take some of the burden off my own husband so I started a company in 1999 and it the 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 mission of the company was provide physician management services uh, to new physicians to our area and my first two clients other than my husband and Dr. McClellan at the time, Martin McClellan. Uh, my first two clients, customers, were Dr. Julio Bobadija and Dr. Carlos Rubio Reyes. And uh, thankfully, they're still here, in, practicing here in the town of Amherst. They, um, we recruited them, I believe it was in the year 2000, and set them up at an office downtown. It was We called it Victoria Street Clinic. It was uh, right across from the Royal Bank. And then, um, I love to share this story with you. Then um, we had other physicians that wanted to come, and we didn't have a space for them. And I had a conversation with a businessman named Mr. Sean Cheverie. Sean had always had a dream of opening a pharmacy and a medical clinic, and I had a dream of opening Amherst First uh, Healthcare Clinic. So together we we met, we planned. And Sean took the huge business risk of opening the Amherst Pharmacy. It was 20 years ago, this month, and uh, I signed a five-year lease with him for a large space, and opened uh, the Amherst Family Health Clinic, and moved Dr. Rubio Reyes and Dr. Julio Bobadilla into that space, as long as well as my husband and Dr. Martin McClellan, and from there we continue to recruit. Uh, We had Dr. Pejia, Dr. Zaman, Dr. Alas came with us, Dr. Gradstein, Dr. Morris, Dr. Frizzle, um, and there was more. So it worked. And so I'm very thankful for this, this current group of business women and men that have formed this nonprofit society and are working on doing something very similar with the hopes of it helping to attract more family physicians here in this area. So stay tuned. I just want to, to you to know that there are people working actively as well from the government side of things. Uh, the new government under Tim Houston has appointed Dr. Kevin Oral to be in charge of physician recruitment for the entire province. And we are communicating with Dr. Oral uh, from here in Cumberland County to make sure that that they are aware of our needs for both Pugwash, as well as the amherst area and i'm very confident that the mla for cumberland south mr rushton is doing the same for spring hill and Parsborough and oxford and uh, i'm very confident in dr kevin oral's ability and i'm i think we're going to start seeing some good results over the next 12 months so moving on another one of the topics that came up last week was lack of ambulances and And honestly, this is this is incredibly concerning. And I'm still looking for solutions in this area. But bottom line is, and I don't want to scare anyone, but we have a real problem with lack of access to ambulances here in our community. And every single day, our ambulances in Cumberland County are being pulled out of Cumberland County into Colchester and into HRM. Um, to service those areas, and just last night, Sunday evening, there were zero ambulances in all of Cumberland County. They had every single one of them had been pulled out of our area. So that's very concerning. And again, I don't want to cause alarm with you. If you have an emergency, still call call nine one one. But uh, this is this current system because we've seen problems with uh, EHS emergency health services here and lack of um, the ability for Medavie Blue Cross to to manage our ambulance services. We're not seeing an improvement, and this is something I'm going to be urging the government to be looking for new innovative solutions. Um, do we need to go back to private ambulance services? You know, bottom line is the people here in Cumberland North, you, you need to know that if you have an emergency, that there is an ambulance um, within close proximity that can come to take care of you or your loved one. And right now that is not consistently available. So we do need to look for innovative and new um, solutions in that area school closures uh, and back to school. So last week schools were closed and there was online learning for teachers and and students and staff and I know there's such varying wide opinions on this issue. Um, Today the students are back in the classroom with our teachers and I think a lot of people are very supportive of that decision. Uh, What I'm hearing as your MLA is I'm hearing from parents that are upset with um, windows that are going to be open in schools and they're they're worried about their child being cold due to the temperatures. And I'm also just hearing concerns about lack of contact tracing. So students and teachers are going back in the classroom but the, the public health have decided not to do contact tracing, meaning if a teacher or student contracts COVID and is kept home, The rest of the classroom and staff are not informed of that and fellow students are not being informed of the exposure, which is very, uh, it's not consistent, I guess, with the rest of society, with what we're um, told we're supposed to be doing. So we'll look for some clarification around that this week. And and I know that the uh, teachers union is also working on that as well. COVID testing and vaccines. So... The main COVID testing and vaccine clinic in Cumberland County has been moved. It was right across from the credit union on Prince Arthur Street. It is now located in uh, the Business Innovation Center, which is actually right where my MLA office is. And I'm so happy to have the nurses and staff right next door to me and so it's it's at the address of 5 Ratchford Street and they're doing COVID testing as well as administering vaccines so you can uh, you have to go online and book your test and depending on your symptoms uh, possible exposure risks and other um, your age and maybe other factors like if you're pregnant or not the online assessment will let you know whether or not you should have a PCR test or a rapid test based on the current public health rules so go online just google Nova Scotia Coronavirus testing and that site should come up and you just go through the online assessment and it and then you can book your appointment and I've had a lot of people reaching out to the MLA office asking where can they get a rapid test so right now this is the only place where you can sort of consistently get a rapid test if you qualify based on the online assessment not everyone's happy about that. I completely understand. My My understanding from the government is that there is a lack of supply and that the federal government are supposed to be providing more rapid tests to all provinces, including ours, so we'll stay tuned for that. So the, the clinic at 5 Ratchford Street is also administering uh, COVID vaccines. And just this morning, the age limit changed down to 18. So everyone in Nova Scotia 18 and up is eligible now for the booster shot. You can go online and book that as well. Just go to uh, coronavirus Nova Scotia vaccine and should be able to go online and book your book your vaccine. There's also a few walk-in clinics. So if you did not want to book online, there are some walk-in clinics. I know uh, this Saturday, January twenty second, I believe the Amherst Pharmacy is having a uh, walk in clinic for the Pfizer vaccine. And you could, uh, if you wanted to confirm, you could always um, call call the pharmacy and just confirm. But there are a few walk in clinics for for boosters around uh, around Cumberland North as well. Uh, what else? Last week we also had some more talk about the Chignecto Isthmus. This is an this is an, a very important topic that you'll hear me talk about a lot. I'm going to be um, pushing this every single week as your MLA until we start to see work being done. Uh, I was a little disappointed. I will say last week I found out after the cabinet meeting on Thursday, uh, media were asking each cabinet minister their questions and the minister of public works, Kim Maslin, was asked about the $700,000 feasibility study that was done on the Shignecto Isthmus. And both our member of parliament and myself have not received that report for this area. And the Cab- the cabinet minister did share with media that she has in fact had this report on her desk since she was appointed as cabinet minister several months ago. So um, I'm glad the report is done. I'm not glad that it has not been shared with myself and with other elected officials for this area so I have asked for a copy of that report I believe you as taxpayers should have the findings of that feasibility report and they it was seven hundred dollars and it was paid paid for by you the taxpayers it was paid for by tax dollars so you should have that um, information as well as I should as your elected official so i'll continue to ask for that and continue to ask for work to get started also we all know we just experienced probably our most significant winter storm of this winter season uh, this past weekend so yesterday was a busy day Uh, on sunday i had a lot of um, phone calls and emails with uh, complaints of roads that had not been plowed yet so i'm taking all of that information and I'll have a meeting with our local area manager to dis- discuss um, if they had any challenges, do we need more equipment here in Cumberland County, do we have enough plows, do we have enough uh, staff to get the roads cleared efficiently and in a timely manner. I know yesterday afternoon I had several people upset because they were concerned if they did have a health emergency they wouldn't have been able to get out to the hospital. So. Um, it's a it's, it's fine line. I know that our plow drivers worked tirelessly over the weekend, both the staff for the town of Amherst, is, and I know they're still working today trying to clear the streets and trying to clear the sidewalks, and as well, those working for public works for the province of Nova Scotia. And any of you listening that know me personally, you will know that I was raised by, uh, by a father and that was his main job. Is, was plowing snow. Uh, so I grew up being exposed to some of the challenges that that these women and men that drive these plows and drive these salt trucks face. It's certainly not an easy job and it's really a dangerous job in the middle of the storm. So we're very grateful for all of the plow drivers and all of uh, everyone who's taking care to get our roads cleared. Um, the question that I would have as MLA to our Department of Public Works is do we have enough equipment do we have enough drivers to get everything cleared efficiently so I will be meeting to discuss that with them and we'll be reviewing all of the specific areas that I received complaints from. So this week as your MLA uh, today and tomorrow I'm actually volunteering to help administer COVID-19 boosters I'm really looking forward to seeing many people I've got lots of appointments booked for that and I'm also going to be meeting with officials down in Halifax later in the week to discuss the expansion of our emergency room department at Cumberland Regional. This has been needed for years and it is in the plans. It's one of the things that former Premier Stephen McNeil um, made sure was in the works before he retired. I was very grateful for that. Uh, there that we will be having an expansion and renovation of our emergency room department as well as a dialysis unit so that all of our people that require dialysis do not have to travel to Moncton. And I'm also going to be continuing the the discussion, planting some seeds around needing cancer care unit here at Cumberland Regional as well. I will continue to work on letters for different, uh, all of the cabinet ministers for each department of our province to communicate the needs and wants of you, the people here in Cumberland North. So that was a review of last week and a bit about this week. And as I... Finish off my update today. I'd like to wish a birthday. Happy birthday to anyone who's celebrating a birthday this week. Today, Mr. Andy Fullerton is celebrating a birthday. Tomorrow on Tuesday, Mayor Murray Scott is celebrating a birthday, as well as Andy Mills. And Andy's just a wonderful man that works for our government and uh, is an incredible help to Dan and I in the constituency office. On Wednesday, Neil Hargraves and Amanda Deegan are celebrating birthdays. On Thursday, Faras Abdul-Latif is celebrating. And Faras was uh, a member of a Syrian family that our Rotary Club and many other community members helped to bring over um, when we had such so many people from Syria that needed to find a home. So we wish a special happy birthday to Faras Abdul-Latif on Thursday, as well as Andrew Wagstaff. On Friday, Merville Rushton is celebrating a birthday, as well as Lon- Lonnie Zina and Bonnie McPherson Allen from the Wallace area. And on Saturday, Miss Jane Stack is celebrating a birthday, so happy birthday, Jane. Last week, we had a very special birthday in our constituency, and it was of Mr. Weldon Latta, and Mr. Latta celebrated his 100th birthday, and it was on January the 11th, so if you know Mr. Weldon Latta, please reach out to him and wish him a happy birthday. I am very sad to to share that Mr. Bob Gerald Blankhorn passed away recently. and like to send my condolences to family and friends of Mr. Blankhorn, as well as John Coleman. I'm thinking of his family and friends right now during this very sad time. And if there's anyone else that has lost a loved one recently in our community, um, please accept my condolences at this time. As I finish off today's uh, MLA update, I'd like to thank Mr. Ron Bickle and CFTA 107.9 for sharing this MLA update on CFTA today and every week. So thank you for all the volunteers and all those working at CFTA. You do an incredible job for our community. Take care of yourself, take care of others, and let's take care of our entire community. During January, some people get the January blues, and I'm sure that many of you listening may be struggling with just that. Normally, January can be a challenging month for those that struggle with depression and illness, but even more so right now with the strains on society with this pandemic. Please do not give in to this. Take care of yourself. Take care of your own health first. Drink two liters of water every day. Try to eat three meals a day with snacks. And try to make sure that you get some fresh air every day and some physical activity. Now, if it's too icy outside or if the weather's bad, even if you can do some walking or yoga and stretching in your own home, it's so important that you take care of your own health. You can read to get inspired. This last weekend, I pulled out a book that was on my shelf, written by a local author. and so proud of this young woman, Dr. Natasha Turner. She grew up right in Linden, right up the road from, from our farm, and Tasha wrote a book called The Hormone Diet, and it's just very, um, just motivating, you know. I read that on the weekend just to, as a good reminder of what I should be eating the impact on my body that everything that I that I eat has. So just a little inspiration for you today to a little reminder to take care of yourself, take care of your health, your body, your mind and your soul. And we will get through this pandemic together. And we will do it strong as a as an individual, as a family, as a community, as a province, as a region, and as a country. Be hopeful, be confident, be wise, and be fearless.